Yo, what is up and welcome to Can We Talk About This with Murphy Wells. I am him, Murphy Wells. And when you guys hear this, it's going to be Monday. I, I noticed on the last episode that I was really bad about saying, hey, happy Wednesday to you. And it's like, oh, wait, bro, it's Friday. I think if there was like a one day difference, that'd be fine. But me giving y'all two days of of waiting time as I greet you, I just don't think that's good enough. So I plan to release this on Monday. So happy Monday. If you get it on Tuesday, well, I promise I'll be better. <laughs> Other than that, I hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope we're all ready to have a great week. Um, I appreciate all the feedback I've been getting so far. So, you know, as you guys can remember, as you guys would not mind, as it would be convenient for you. Um, so after you get done listening to this, if you would not mind, uh, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leaving a review, leaving a rating, and just being honest about it, you know, what you liked about the episode, what you didn't like, what you think I can get better on, uh, you know, tell a friend, something to help the show grow. Something I thought was really cool the other day, which I just want to say I think, you know, thanks for, is that uh, per my specific category on Apple Podcasts, we were ranked 36th in that specific category, which is comedy improv. But um that said, you know, hey, let's let's climb let's climb those rankings. Let's get more people listening to this. Um, kind of going along with the theme of the last episode, which was trying to step away from the story aspect of who I am and more of what I've learned. This is kind of a little combination of both today. And there's a certain theme that's gonna be pretty prevalent through this episode. And I want to go back to the last episode I did and really reference one specific thing. In the last episode, I kind of went off the cuff for a minute and just kind of espouted a bunch of things that were a little obnoxious in nature. They, they seemed aggravated and they seemed provoked. And I followed up by saying, I'm so sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sorry for anything I've said on this episode. And that, 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 that little segment right there, that that lack of apology, being unapologetic, saying I'm sorry and then coming back on it. I think it's a very big point, not only of something I wanna break down and discuss that goes on in contemporary society, but also kind of my relationship with it and with what being unapologetic is and what it means and how I developed my personal taste for it and what you can take away from that. This is always about what you can take away from it. So, you know, if it's all the same to you guys, let's talk about being unapologetic for a minute. So when you look at what the definition of unapologetic means, it means to exist or conduct oneself without regret. And I think that's one of the coolest definitions ever. Because when I think about it, the amount of times I'm prompted to say, I'm sorry, instead of excuse me, the times I am prompted or feel pressured to not really post what I think, lest I fear social social blowback or someone criticizing me. It's astounding how often I feel that. The, the amount of times I like tiptoe around what I really mean to say because I feel like I'll have to apologize right after. Something I'm credited with all the time in real life, which I, I'm honestly flattered by this, it's one of the coolest things someone could like give me as a compliment, is that I'm unapologetically myself. And I was not always this way. I was not always someone who could move with confidence with the things that he said and did. Again, that was about raising my standard, but it was also about saying that I just wanted to do my own thing. I don't wanna be like anyone else. And that's kind of what I noticed is that when you really apologize for a lot of things, when you mean to say something else, you're just trying to homogenize. You're just trying to fit in with what everyone else is doing. 
if you're gonna do what everyone else is doing, if you're gonna be on the same wavelength as everyone else, then you're gonna forever be like everyone else. And that is not what life is about. So when I think about being unapologetic, whether it's unapologetically myself or unapologetically anything, the first thing that honestly just comes to mind with this is that more than anything else, like before anything else, this is not being a dick. Sometimes it requires being a dick, but it's honestly just being confident in your ability and your identity and what it is that you stand for and the fact that you're doing the right thing. Even if people don't agree with you, that's fine, but it's a confidence. It is not being a dick. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean people won't take it as you being a dick, but ultimately the barometer is, are you being a dick to people when you mean to be unapologetic or are people just taking it the wrong way? Both are completely plausible, but it's up to you to decide which one you are. So what I've noticed with culture and what's been so prevalent over the last 10 years, pretty much, but, you know, five years almost more recently is where it seems like it's really stepped up, is that more people are being called on to apologize. There's more social pressure to apologize. There is more, more malleable people out there these days that society and media tries to shape. And I'm not okay with that because for a long time, I was a person who had to tiptoe around everything he had to say, around everything I really felt, everything that I wanted to communicate with people. And as I got older, I really stepped into, okay, well, what happens when I kind of forego my, 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 my desire to speak for myself, my desire to really speak and do what is true from the heart? And now I'm in a period where I really am unapologetic. So why are those three periods of life like that? What, why, why is it that when I was younger, I felt the need to tiptoe around everything? And I think it's because from a young age, we're socialized to believe that certain words hurt a certain way, that certain phrases feel a certain way, and that really when you get down to the nitty gritty of communication, some people take those things and they use them to hurt you sometimes or lie to you. And as a little kid, you're, you're afraid of being trademarked with anything bad. Like you see the, the evil character on a TV show you watch and you just associate it with bad. I don't want to have those qualities. And... When we think about what it is as a kid, maybe you don't know yet. Maybe you are quite honestly being socialized to just feel like you are not enough. But oftentimes I feel like these kids portray shyness because they think their ideas are stupid and they'll have to apologize for them later. That's largely how I felt as a kid. I felt that if I ever did anything where I wasn't 100% on my best that I needed to apologize for it. As a result, my anxiety as a kid got so high that I felt guilty about literally everything I did. I felt the need to confess and always apologize and like absolve myself of whatever was, whatever was bothering me. And then five minutes later, something new would be bothering me. As, as, we, as we kind of like traverse, traverse through age and we kind of start to grow and mature, what I really think this like exposes itself as is kids with eating disorders and kids with you know, image issues, and it's, it's a horrible existence, but I think it all starts from essentially how we are as kids. And I'm not saying that kids are raised poorly, but I do believe that there are media-based influences and societal influences that really do lead to kids having such an anxiety to try to be perfect, and if not perfect, then supplementally apologetic as much as possible. And that was me for a very long time as a little kid. 
I was really scared to speak up as a child. And I'm talking about as an elementary school kid. I'm talking about as a, as a, as a middle schooler. I was very, very scared to put my ideas out there or chase anything. Nothing really drove me. I was good at being quiet. I was good at just sitting there and being autonomous. But I never really brought anything to the table. And there were kids my age that, you know, you might be like, dude, you're really hard on yourself. You know, being, being, a, being a, a preteen and like a, just a regular kid and you're not bringing anything groundbreaking to the table. That's not it, though. Is that there were kids that were applying themselves. There were kids that stood out. And I was not one of those kids. I was a kid who thought if I stood out for any reason, I needed to be called out for it. And that it wasn't right. And it wasn't my place to do something like that. I think more now than ever, the the agenda to take people's voices and people's identities from who they really are, and I mean at your core of who you really are, your core values, what drives you, what what upsets you, what elates you, what you feel passionate about. I feel like the the ploy by the system these days has really been just let's dilute that as much as possible. But we have to start when they're kids. Now I understand not all kids grow up the same. I understand not all kids feel the same. And this isn't me blaming my parents. And it's not me blaming the system in terms of like where I went to school, because I I went to a good elementary school, I went to good middle school. But underneath it all, there's a thin layer of just like hegemony. And it's not a positive one. To me, as a little kid, that seeking social validation is one of the most damaging things about the human experience. And I think we all go through it for some period or another. Which kind of brings me to my next period of life. The next thing that I really want to jump into was essentially young adulthood from the perspective of a guy who really did start to fit in. Keep this in mind. As as a child, as a young child, I was fairly sweet and innocent. I, I, I really was just very naive, very well mannered, very polite, but it was one of those things that that was one of those things that made me st- st- stand out in a way that was foreign to some other kids and some other people my age. Most kids, most teenagers my age, they, they, they broke some rules. They got in some trouble. They, they were willing to essentially challenge convention of everything that they had known from a very young age. And I just wasn't really willing to do that until about the time that I turned 18. And I could go to parties when I was younger and I wouldn't partake in anything. I was like, no, I'm a dare kid, bro. <laughs> drinking and drugs are bad for you and fast forward a few years later i was singing a new tune but that's that's not my point my point is is that when i really got to be about 18 i started trying to fold the social pressure in a different manner i tried to make it more mature i tried to make it more professional more distinguished believe it or not i stepped into my early years of college believing that i wanted to be either a doctor or a lawyer big problem with that. I fucking hate school, but I was, I was willing to sit there and (laughs) apologetically bow my head to classes that I hated taking that I was not passionate about because I thought they led to pretty much the only futures that I could see as honorable for myself at that age. Cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just thought as big as possible, but I went in the wrong direction and I'm sorry to myself, quite honestly, the one apology I will give in this whole show for trying to focus on things that didn't make me happy just because I thought that they would ever get me like clout or acceptance. Like if you really want to be a doctor or a lawyer, go be a doctor or a lawyer. But like, I didn't, I thought I did. I thought like, oh yeah, this is, 
you know, this is it right here. This is everything I've ever wanted or needed. But I didn't have skills in really either of those areas. I mean, I'm a good bullshitter. Lawyers are good bullshitter. And they're super unapologetic about it. So, you mean, I, I, I definitely fit in there. But with the hard science crowd, with the pre-med crowd, no. We ain't got no two things in common. And even getting away from what my major was or what I wanted to get into doing for a living, like, it even became, like, the, the way that I enjoyed my time and who I enjoyed it with. Me, a guy who is often like stuck out for, you know, maybe I was a good kid and I was kind of the kid who sat on his porch step for a long time. That made me stand out in that way. In high school, I was a little awkward. I was very nerdy. Like I can definitely cop to that. But like I, I still stood out. This was really the first time in my life where I tried to fit in and where I kind of apologized for who I used to be. Which, when you're a primordial little soup of a human being developing, how the fuck are you going to apologize for that? And where does that necessity come from inside of you? It's very odd. Like, I've always, and I to this day, guys, this is a weird effect, and this is really what I'm trying to get across to you, is that I've always felt this underlying guilt for just walking around and being me. Why the fuck is that? And I know at least some of you feel me out there. I think it might be anxiety. I think it might be a little bit of the depression or, or the depressive symptoms that I feel per my own conditions. But at the same time, I was feeling these feelings back when I was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And when I tried my hardest to fit in with people, when I tried my hardest to be just like everyone else, the thing that I realized is that that the that quality of me, that that side of me that I was suppressing, it manifested as something ugly, guys. If I'll, it manifested as something that like needed to apologize for its wrongdoing, but like again, it was it was the more toxic side of being unapologetic, where I'm gonna do what I want, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna take what I want, I'm gonna get into trouble, it's gonna be fun, I'm gonna make people hate me. But like, there's a difference between being who you are and not being adored for it, and then seeking for people to not like you. Now, don't get me wrong. To this day, I'm perfectly fine with people not liking me. I'm sure even some of you listening to this podcast probably have some part of you that doesn't like me. That's okay. That's fine. You know, I don't care. That's good. Because if everybody likes you, then no one likes you. Things that people feel strongly about, like, that's cool. We need both sides of that aisle. But so far as, like, seeking to be the bad guy, the antagonist that, that the audience is not supposed to like... That comes with a lot of repercussions, and eventually you probably will be apologetic for what you did because you know it's outside the identity of who you are and the core values that make you up, whatever they may be, diligence, integrity, honesty, truth, self-awareness, whatever drives you forward and whatever you hold as that catalyst for action. If you start going outside of those, that's what happens is you start doing shit you're eventually going to have to apologize for. But it was getting out of this, getting out of this era of life where I fit in with everybody and that blew up in my face that I realized that I didn't really know who I was. I always apologized for who I wasn't. I always apologized because I thought I was going to get in trouble for stepping on a line. I apologized because I went against my true nature of trying to be a good person to impress other people and to, 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 to defeat my insecurity. And that ended up blowing up my face in terms of like how I was dealt with in the law. That broke me down to really having to figure out who I was and not accepting a mediocre standard for myself for what was possible. Because I'll tell you the truth, guys. What Right after I got in trouble when I was 23 years old, I, I started thinking like, dude,
Those are all decisions. And typically, you're going to have to apologize for a lot of people for being on the lazy end of those decisions. Instead, I had to think big. And then I had to start acting big. And for the people who took issue with that, because people do take issue with that, people who are close to you and people who think they know you, they know an idea of you, they know what you were, they know what you have done, they don't know shit as well as you don't about what you will do. And when you start being selfish, I had this awesome conversation that alluded to this, you are being selfish when you are being unapologetic. It's a healthy selfishness. It is one of those things that says, I don't care if you have a problem with how I live my life. If I am not bothering you, if I am not disrupting you, if I am not hurting you because I'm spending time on me, I don't see why that is a bad thing. I don't at all. You don't like my position on this? That's fine. That's okay. But what I won't do is apologize to appease you. I will not sit here and act like I have regret over just being myself because someone else has a problem with it. If it were that easy, guys, no one would have an identity. We would all be milk. We'd all be bags of milk, completely, completely just bland and devoid of anything that makes us who we are. And the thing was, is that I had adopted this mentality of I'm going to do me no matter what, and I don't care who likes it, because I was surrounded by a bunch of people, even when I got my shit together, who weren't on the same wavelength as me. And that's cool. They're allowed to have their own wavelength. And if it's working for them, it's working for them. Guess what? You also shouldn't care about what I say. Like there are, there are levels to this thing. Now, some people are turned off by my approach to life. And I realized this, the more that like 2017 and 2018 and 2019 came around is that when you start really trying to push yourself to be more and do more and take all the little cliches of life and actually make them practical, which is what I've kind of found out about all the euphemisms and all the, the one-liners and all the mottos and things like that. When you actually break those things down to their fundamental pieces, they fucking work. They absolutely work. And when you're positive about it, and when you start building a brand about it, a lot of the people who are on your level at that moment as you try to escape that spot, they're gonna try to pull you back down to reality or or not support your ideas. Like guys, if you're gonna have ideas and if you're gonna go anywhere, you gotta be okay with people not liking you. You gotta be okay with people acting like they like you to your face and then walking around and saying the exact opposite of what their expression was. I'm used to it. It's okay. I have my moments still where I'm petty and I'm working on it. But when it comes to being unapologetic, when I started figuring out who I was and what I really wanted, I started noticing that my friend group got smaller, more, more concise, less fluff, less, less fake interactions, less people who were there to be fashionable friends with me or to be convenient friends with me. Those aren't real friends, guys. And when I moved away and when I started at First Form, I, I, I really fell in to all the things that I wanted my life to be. And that further separated me from a lot of people. I don't have the support and appreciation from absolutely every single person I've ever known. And that's okay. When you think about it, neither do you. Not every person who's ever met me has liked me. And not every person I've ever met have I ever actually liked or appreciated. It's the human experience. Sometimes we take that really personally. And there are times where yes, I've taken it personally when I shouldn't have. And then there are times where I definitely should have taken it personally if we're taking it the way I did those times because of the messages that were sent by any single person, by any group of people. I don't feel bad about treating you the way you treat me. I don't feel bad about being honest about the things that I feel, whether that's my spirituality, whether that's my physical regimen, whether that's building my brand, whether that's my political views, and especially my political views. 
political views in this country have become a conversation that people are scared to have. You know, things you don't talk about at the dinner table. Money, religion, politics. <laughs> Guys, nothing is off limits. Sure, there are things that should be private. And sure, there are things that you should respect other people's desire to hear about or not hear about. But that's why we create our own platform. That's why we create our own lane. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I am not afraid to be myself. And when you think about being unapologetic, look, there are going to be people in life who you will care about their opinion, who you will seek them out. I'm not acting like it is you versus the world. You need to surround yourself with people who are on the same journey as you and also with people who are in positions that you'd like to be in someday. Like when I say it's not you versus the world, I mean it. But a whole lot of people are going to try to change you from what you are and they're going to give you their opinions and give you feedback that is not accurate or not sincere or not like not well-intentioned and when they do this you know you can accept their critiques you can take their feedback you can take it personally but you should really think about two things first before you solicit the opinion or the feedback of certain people is number one do i want to be like this person look if you guys are going to give me feedback on my podcast because of the listening experience that's one thing if someone is walking up on me and telling me that my ideas have no value, I'm stupid, I'm ugly, I, I'm not capable, I should do this, I should do that, uh, this is what's right for me, without really even knowing me, okay, well, who are you to tell me what's what? Like, are you in a position that, like, I really want to be in? Most times not. There are very few people in life that I look at and think, yes, I'd rather be you than me. I love being me. I'm confident being me. I don't want to be more like you. I want to be the best at being me there has ever been. And I will not say sorry about being me one time. That's not who I am and that's not what I do. So first of all, if someone's going to solicit you advice or certain pieces of narrative to you, you have to understand if you don't want to be like that person, really think about how valuable their feedback is to you. Again, this experience is a little different, but I'm talking about in general and with your ideas and expressing yourself. The second thing though, in terms of people who I will solicit the opinions of and who I do tend to listen to are the people who help pay my bills. Look, if this this podcast was monetized, okay, I would, I would demand feedback from you guys because that's one of those things where if I'm gonna make money off of it, cool, I need to hear how the person who's receiving the value that I put forth, I have to hear what they like and what they don't like. And I'm honestly more interested in what they don't like at that point. Now, that doesn't mean I have to sit there and grovel. It doesn't mean I have to sit there and shed my identity. It means that some of my ideas might need some fine tuning so the person on the other side of them has a better experience. That's more of what this is. You guys are paying me attention. You guys are paying me listening. You guys are paying me engagement. That's that's payment. That's what I wanted. It's a conversation. Just for the fact of you listening, cool. I love hearing your feedback. So much so that I like, again, hey, don't forget, <laughs> leave a review, leave a rating, talk about it on Instagram, tag me when you listen to the podcast. Um, and I will repost that to my story. But more than anything else, guys, here's the point of why I, I've gone so hard in the pain on this, not only with telling the different segments of my life from the, the early conditionings to when it started to really take effect and then seeing my way out of it and the glory of seeing the way out of it, but where we are as a society today is that I just see everyone, not everyone, but the, the widest margin of people, guys, just trying to be like everyone else, trying to dress like everyone else, trying to look just like this celebrity, that celebrity, this influencer, that influencer, just chasing this guy's physique, just always not being someone unique, not being someone who really expresses themselves. 
Even when you know the answer to something, you're scared to raise your hand. Even when someone approaches you with a topic that you are super passionate about, you want to tone it down and not act passionate about it. There are times to tone down you know, the amount of energy you bring to an occasion. But if you're passionate about something, don't fucking apologize for it. Don't fucking apologize for that. True passion and investing in that passion and true energy that you can vibe off of for a long time and catalyze into exponential action. That is the thing that is going to get you in the most trouble with people because no one likes to see you shine, especially when they can't get an I'm sorry out of you. I'm not going to apologize for anything I've said, anything I've done, anything you don't like just because you take issue with it. If I've done something personal to you, then Lord knows I will cop to it. But if you just don't like me for me, that's your fucking problem. And I think if more people accepted this mindset, a lot of people, a lot more people would be super fucking happy with their life is at. But they don't want that. Everything is a contest for, well, I don't want to upset this person. Well, I don't want to give this person the wrong idea. Well, what will people say? Well, I'm just dealing with imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is literally your subconscious saying, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry that I have ideas. I'm sorry that I want to be more than what I am. Please forgive me for stepping out of line, stepping out of bounds. And if someone is actually like castigating you to your face about all this stuff, you don't even have to be unapologetic in telling them you're unapologetic. You just don't have to listen. You can turn around, you can leave. And if someone takes issue, guess what? They can take ownership of that issue. What I want people, especially the listeners of this podcast, to understand is that I think it is the biggest compliment in the world to be called unapologetically yourself. There are some great people out there who are unapologetically themselves in entertainment, film, and and cinema, and music, and and different, different types of experiences. You know, Tupac was unapologetic. And some people would say that's a good thing, and some people would say that's a bad thing. And look, he had a lot of people who didn't like the way he acted. Guess what? (laughs) He's immortalized, whether you like him or not, whether you think he's alive or not. That dude never once felt the need to go out of his way to act like the way he lived his life was supposed to be good enough for anyone else. It's one of the most inspiring things that I can mention for you at the end of this, (laughs) at the end of this almost rant. So what I want you guys to take away from this, really, as I get back to my point, is that you're going to feel all kinds of pressure to say, I'm sorry for who you are and the things you do and the chances you take and every single decision you decide to stick with that's outside of convention. It's why most people don't stick with them. I get it. I get it. It's easy to say, I'm sorry, and go back to doing the thing that you were doing before. It's hard to be unapologetic, but I promise you it's worth it because even when you feel like you are at every disadvantage in life, When you keep going and people try to stop you or shame you or try to homogenize you and turn you into the bag of milk that you were, the bag of milk you're not trying to be, man, you're going to have the biggest, biggest amount of self-love for yourself when you keep going despite those people. And when you finish whatever it is you're working on and make it the best it can be despite those people. That's what I'm doing with this podcast. It's what I've been doing with my career. And it's what I will ultimately do with the brand that I build is I will be known for being unapologetic and helping people become unapologetic and for a good reason. So in closing, guys, um, as you can tell, this was this was absolutely very important for me to talk about. And I had no idea how it was going to come out. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty pleased with some of the things I said today. 
um, and that's before even editing it or anything. But I hope I made a cohesive, a cohesive storyline for you today that like, you should just be happy being yourself. A lot of people aren't going to like you for it, and that's okay. Now, before we go, you know, if you could please before uh, you leave whatever platform page you're on, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a rating, show the show, the show some love, L- let me know what I can do better, uh, share it on your story. I would really appreciate those things. Please help me grow this show if you're enjoying it. Um, tag someone specific if it's going to help them. But more than anything, um, you know, guys, kind of has been routine with the closing of these shows is that with the inspiring thing, with the hoping to inspire a listener. Look, if you've been listening for four episodes, I'm, I'm doing something right by you. No morbid curiosity would keep you here for four episodes. Maybe you have figured out something that you want to invest in. Maybe I have done something to push you towards your passion. I'm going to continue to. Maybe I won't reference this at the end of every episode or have some long talking bit about it anymore because I think in this episode... I I did something that I've always been inspired to do throughout this whole last almost 30 minutes, which was come to people straight about just telling the masses to fuck off. And that fucking inspires me. I hope you stick around. I hope you leave me a review. I I hope you leave me like a three out of five review so you could say it's kind of entertaining, but this guy is obnoxious and I wish he would fucking apologize for it. I appreciate you for listening. Even if it isn't really your thing, even if it's something that you have a lot of issues with, even if think you even if you think I could be a better version of me, you know, I at least appreciate you listening. And don't get it twisted. I'm glad that there are people out there who don't like me. I'm glad that there are people who take issue with me being on this earth. I'm glad I get that run free spot in a lot of people's heads. And the conversations get started not only with me but because of me. I don't have any delusions of self-grandeur by any means. But the fact that I know that people don't like me lets me know that I'm doing a pretty good job just being my fucking self. And with that, guys... Oh, that that was ugly. And with that, guys, I'm going to sign off. I had an awesome time doing this show today. Please leave a review, show us some love. Um, always follow me at the Daily underscore Murph on Instagram, and I will see you on the next one.